Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk, covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brad Hatfield, plus the host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran and local village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Welcome back to Driven Radio, your weekly devotional to the horsepower gods. I'm Brett Hatfield here with my co-host Catfish Groves Hello. and our other co-host that I didn't think was going to be here, but... Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, hey, thanks, pal. I appreciate you sh- showing up. Uh, Craving Cars' own Corey Pratt. We, and we are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios and scenic, lovely Overland Park, Kansas. Send us pictures of what you got in your garage. Send us pictures of your baby, of uh, your hot rods and your toys and all that good stuff. Please send those to Brett, B-R-E-T-T, at readthedriven.com. We'll post them on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everywhere you find us. Share the love. Uh, we've got news about, uh, this is kind of sad, Holden is shuttering the, uh, their operations in Australia. If you're unaware, Holden is GM's Australian arm, and they've built a lot of cool stuff over the years, and they're finally going to call it quits. Ford is finally going to give us a look at the new Bronco. Toyota is going to get a big shot of power in the Supra, and the Dodge Demon, uh, there's a Dodge Demon for sale, bodied entirely in carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's bargain basement, man. You should probably buy a couple of them. <laughs> right. Chip Ashby of the Kansas City Automotive Museum is here with us. We'll be talking to Chip about uh, the museum, all the cool stuff they've got going on there, featured cars for this month and coming months, and some of the special things they have on display. And a little later, Larry Way will be here uh, to tell us about the 60th annual O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels car show oh, yeah. that I thought Corey was going to skip out on us to go help uh, – uh, buddy set up at but well, no he's here that's okay i managed it and i got all weekend there yet yeah there well go. and it sounds like all three of us are going to be down there this weekend that's going Y'all on at bartle from february 21st through the 23rd a lot of news to cover so uh but we also have a special guest don't we joining well, us for the news mr ashby is here in studio uh so few people do that because they know we're going to poke them with sharp sticks <laughs> <laughs> Chip's the Community Programs and Resource Coordinator at the Kansas City Automotive Museum. Did you see the look on his face? That we love. (laughs) That we love. And uh, Chip's working on his master's degree in history at UMKC, so Chip's kind of smart. Yeah, so and I think he's got us smoked. I know, man. I, I'm already like a little intimidated. Uh, Chip, I, I had to scoot my chair farther away. He started working at the museum <laughs> in the spring of 2019, and he he grew up uh, spending weekends at the drag strip, and uh, now spends his free time restoring and modifying older Japanese motorcycles, which is again cooler than all of us i'm, I'm kind of digging on that man I, I had one a very long time ago i bought it at a garage sale for 50 bucks and you know how much i know about fixing motorcycles nothing almost as much as you know oh, about so fixing knows, cars oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can fix motorcycles as well as i can weld which is not uh-huh. so not a- uh, uh and i tried i, I hung on to that <laughs> thing for years i sold it for what i got out of it so. no you're you're well, at least you lose I, nothing you know i i tell everybody i meet if you need a smoking hole through something <laughs> Catfish is it. your guy. And well, if you really want to turn your motorcycle into yard art, I'm the dude. Swiss cheese, there baby. You go. There I you can go. make that engine now, stop. Now, how long did you have that, that motorcycle for? <laughs> like six years. Six years. So what do you think the dollar changed in six years? Um, that's a bucket of shut up. I don't need that. <laughs> Because really, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten better. Percent no. year oh, six oh years. Chip, you're yeah, weighing in go. on this too? Oh, you want some of this? Okay, <laughs> I see all you. These are the special guests you bring in this guy? <laughs> anyway, so it's uh, just going to be joining us for uh, we talked uh, a little. news and views. So <laughs> shall we get into the news? Yeah, uh, Holden is leaving GM. Holden, well, they're not leaving. They're just dying. Uh, General Motors is bringing its Holden brand to an end by the end of uh, 2021. Now, this isn't just uh, like a Pontiac, but some other part goes on this is like holding you got to know when to hold them know when to fold them it's this, done and they've decided it's, it's time to fold cars. them yeah uh, uh. this is an entire uh brand uh, gm's subsidiary in australia and they have made some of the coolest stuff and one of the things they made is out in my garage right now uh the holden monaro 
became the Pontiac GTO in 2004, oh, 5, and 6. I didn't know that. And that's where that car came from. That's from Australia. Uh, now that's yeah. a car. And uh, <laughs> a, a, beast, a beastly car at that. They also uh, were making uh, the Monaro and the Holden Commodore became the Pontiac G8 when oh, it wow. came here. That four-door hot rod we had for a few years. I'm, I'm going to expose like, intense ignorance, but I didn't even know there was a Holden car. Yeah, so really the Pontiacs were just rebadged from the Holden ones. Yeah. Yeah, correct me were. if I'm wrong, I kinda, but the, uh, the Chevy SS from a few years ago was a rebadged Holden as well. It is, yeah. and they just quit making those the last U- year. Yeah, I think it wasn't homologated from V8 supercars or something like that. That's why we had to have it. Or. Well, and we were going. the G8 was starting to so, show signs of sales strength here. Mm-hmm. And because... I'm, I'm having to look through the, the mic arm. Uh, because uh, <laughs> GM killed off Pontiac... They had to find a way to continue importing it and selling it. Well, they started selling it as the Chevy SS, and they gave it no press. They gave it no, no really publicity, didn't. no nothing. A few t- police departments got police versions of them, which makes it a hellacious <laughs> cop car. Yeah, I don't want to run from that And one. there are a handful <laughs> of them out running around. And the people who know what they are want a pretty penny for them because I've already been looking. Yeah. So, uh, shame to see them go. Yeah, um, it is. The manufacturer, they, the GM says they're looking to limit exposure uh, to challenging overseas market. Lots of business speak crap, Ola. Uh, <laughs> and they mentioned the word electric, which is drives you nuts. Yeah. You're going to focus on what? I'm trying not to. Uh, Holden, Holden started in 1856 as a saddle maker before the transition to cars in 1908. GM bought them in 1931. Uh, you know, they like I said, they were making the Monaro that became the Pontiac GTO and the Commodore that became the G8 and the Chevy SS. And they've kind of been on a downward sales trend. Wow. But the thing that yeah. the article didn't say is that GM has kind of been planning this for a while and they haven't been giving Holden a ton of support. Yeah. So their sales numbers going down the way they have. And, you know, they had a peak in uh, 1998 of 217,000 uh, sales that year to uh, 2019 about 43,000. But GM hasn't been giving them the support. So it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, you know, that that sounds like planned obsolescence. Yeah, We're well, just going to phase them out and let them that's, die. That's General Motors for you. Uh, and they announced <laughs> they'd be spending $3 billion on production of various electric vehicles and then... <laughs> An autonomous one, one that'll drive over your dog. You won't have to do it yourself. Uh, I feel feel dirty just saying it. Going to offer 20 electric vehicles that nobody will want in the lineup by 2023. (laughs) There you go. And there it is. Australia, 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 we love you. Amen. Which sucks because now they won't have a car manufacturer. Does Ford, no, so don't. Ford doesn't even build anything there still. They, I don't. I don't think they do. I, I, oh they, man, they've, they've I'm, gone a long time. And talk ago. about a sucky time for that country. Yeah, correct me we if I'm you. wrong, but I think Ford of Australia is dead. You know what? Yeah, they just been, need to come up with dead. their own damn car. Something, something big and vicious yeah, and with a big F you to everything else out there because that's how Australia's done it. There really and I really want it to cool look like that something that there. came from Mad Max. Oh, there, hells there, yeah. Yeah, like a 59 Cadillac on a giant four-wheel drive lifted. There, there are a lot of cool tire. stuff. As a matter of fact, I use um, Australian product almost every day. Rode microphones are from Australia. Oh, they're from Australia? That's I didn't right. know that. It is an Australian company. Oh, and, at home. and one more thing after all of the electric car crap. Uh, Holden ceased production in Australia in 2017. The stuff oh, wow. they've been selling down there so far has been imported from here. <laughs> Is that a bunch of crap? I, 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 <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Yeah. Right. Well, let's reset and find something that's cool that's coming uh, I, You know, uh, I, the bad thing is I've got some Australian friends, and a couple of them are Corvette importers. And I'm almost afraid to say anything to those guys. I'm sure they are livid. But... You know, they just need to start a new company and call their first model the platypus. <laughs> the platypus. It's ugly. It makes no sense, but it will kill you. <laughs> so it's a Utah it big block. I like I, it. I want to own two. Uh, All right. What's next? Uh, Ford's finally going to show us the Bronco. Nice. Yes. Finally. Are they going to show us the Bronco or their another rendition of a variation of <laughs> Somebody else's what the Bronco leaked. could be like? 
another leaked Would picture. You, what are you just kicking me in the teeth here? <laughs> For the I think this is God. official one, actually. No, this is the official one, supposedly. Yeah. Well, this is the the for real big Bronco. They've been holding and, things back a lot lately. And uh, also, uh, well, Crown Driver says the 2021 Ford Bronco will be unveiled in March. So in just a couple of weeks, just a few weeks. Okay. Yep. And right. the smaller crossover base Bronco Sport, it finally has a name. They're not just calling it uh, baby, baby Bronco Sport anymore, or Bronco I, Junior. Or I think we, I think we kind of came up with that ourselves. I think Bronco Sport was one of the ones we thought sounded decent we? enough. I, I thought so. we just came up with a bunch of stupid. We names did, that were very we did, fun. but I think there might have been one serious <laughs> one mixed in there somewhere. I kind of like Bronco Junior. It was cute. Yeah, yeah. that's what Sport means, right? Same thing. Um, like you call hey Junior, hey, hey sport. sport. Yeah, but even though they're going to show it to us, they're saying the Sport will arrive first. Uh, Ford dealer Ford told dealers it'll show up later this year, and the big one will show up in early 2021. So we've got a year. Is that because they're trying to fight the Jeep, the little Jeep that's supposedly coming out? Uh, you know, every little Jeep they've come out with has just been an utter failure. So <laughs> let it. You know, I, like the Fiat I thought Panda? they're coming out with the Renegade the little, battle. I thought yeah. the little Jeep that came out was the Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> And you know those are still cool. The Geo Tracker, eh. and of course they have nothing to do with Jeep. But you know, it's hey. it's, it's cool in a tinny. I'm taking my life in my hands, kind of a way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you can pick it up with both your hands, that's in the, yeah. All right. Anyway, so uh, it, so the big one will arrive in early 2021. A tr- turbocharged 2.3 liter inline four is the likely base option with a twin turbo 2.7 liter V6 being an option. I saw no mention of a 351 anywhere. This makes it a communist vehicle in my mind <laughs> dealers are also told ford is rolling out hundreds of bronco accessories alongside the initial launch to help boost uh, profits too. uh and they said this is because its primary competitor the jeep wrangler oh yeah uh, is so very customized they're looking to do the same thing with the bronco both two and four door body on frame models will have a removable roof and doors and serious wow. off-road chops if you can't see them targeting the wrangler you're blind i yeah. can't wait to see the comparison videos of people taking them out together off-roading in between Wrangler, uh, I, I, I'm, I'll be anxious to see it. They're also talking. Oh, God save us all! They're also talking about a possible manual transmission. Really? Yes. Uh, wow. Is that because yes. you can still get them in all the trims of the Wrangler? Yes. Well, and it also makes for kind of a passive theft control because nobody knows how to drive them. <laughs> there anymore. you go. So anybody <laughs> under the age of 32 won't be able to drive it. <laughs> yeah. Most if, thieves are in their if, 20s. That if, works. If you that don't, works. If you don't have gray or receding hairline, this is not the car for you. <laughs> um, it's been 24 years since the last Bronco rolled off the assembly line and wildly enough they're using the same assembly line in wayne michigan to build the new ones oh, for cool. the record so i'm 32 and can drive a stick i said uh, under 32 i said but, under 32 but you study history and you also and let's ride be real motorcycle. and you're and let's educated be real, the, let's be oh, real the best go. theft device i have is the three on a tree on my 55 f100 <laughs> yeah they're never gonna <laughs> no, figure that out no never gonna they're, get no. it they're trying to find out where's drive at it's not <laughs> going in the not, this automatic just doesn't it's work not, not what's the third pedal over here is that just for my foot to rest on? Oh, that's a model. That's a model T. Well, see, you're in the motorcycles too, so you have to know how to do manual in motorcycles. Yeah, typically, yeah, 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 yeah. that or you have to go ride that new. Honda there are exceptions to every automatic. rule. They've made Hondamatics throughout the years, and there Honda used Mads. to be They're weird. I mean, motorcycle transmissions are black magic wizardry, anyways. They they used to do. Didn't they do a CX650 automatic mm-hmm. at one time? Uh, and they also, I don't know if it was a CX, but they did like they did a 900. I believe that was. Yeah, one. and I don't remember if they did a, the. Uh, CX Turbo and an they automatic. Did. Yeah, they did. Uh, I don't know if it was an automatic. I don't think that would have been an automatic. And they also did a Nighthawk in an automatic. They did. So yes, I, there's. I've seen some of those. Was that the SUX six thousand? Yeah, that'd be okay. it. Thank no, that's you. the ZX. I, I really appreciate the. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally out of this Robocop reference. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate Thank you very much. dragging that out. <laughs> so that's it for the Bronco, and uh, I hear the new Supra is going to finally get a little bit more power. Well, one whole year in. Nope, not at all. They lied. <laughs> All right, 2021 Toyota Supra is arriving, and uh, they're already getting some revisions. So how about that? They're out for a year, and they're already changing half of everything on it. Now, when they came out, they said they were going to do a new edition on the Supra every year. Oh, well, then this goes on with what they were promising, apparently. So they're going to announce a, they're going to have a wow, two engine options. Kept their work. You've got the turbo four-cylinder option now. It's a two-liter turbo with 255 horsepower and 295 
pound-feet of torque, which I'm kind of curious what the uh, tunability of that will be because that'll be actually that already starts off pretty decent. It's going to weigh 200 pounds less than the 600 model at less than 3,200 pounds, and that's actually fairly decent for any sports car nowadays. That's actually considered light. May not be considered light 20 years ago, but it is now. Um, new base model, of course, is what the four-cylinder is, and it's a little bit more dumbed down. You get like a four-speaker system instead of a 10-speaker system, manual adjustable seats instead of power seats. Yeah, it's some of the weight loss probably. Um, you've got, of course, the six-cylinder one. So you've got the three-liter turbo six, which is going to be bumped in power, which I almost wonder if it's almost close to that horsepower already as it is. They're just now finally telling you the true numbers, to be honest, because it seems to be kind of fast for only 335 horsepower. So the new one's going to be introduced at 382 horsepower. So, so you think they were most of the way to that 382 already, and they're just kind of yeah. saying... Uh, now they're just kind of going... Uh, yeah, because now they're saying, well, we increased the power because of the new six-port dual-branch exhaust manifold instead of the two-port one they had last you time. You mean like, to really, tell me a really car manufacturer would lie about horsepower ratings? No. This could be the Surely first time. not. This could be the very first time in history. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> What's it got, like, eight catalytic converters on it? That, I mean, that seems like a lot of exhaust. <laughs> well, they... <laughs> it's, well, now they kind of got more of a, a individual ones for each... each um, instead of branching down to one so uh, revised heat management so basically they've uh, done some good computer stuff which Dude. really with the new one with just a computer tune Look you at could that. get this, it this thing's legit fast now it's it's yeah it's, uh, so the um, zero the to four 60. cylinder zero to sixty is talking about five seconds which that's not bad that's five not seconds out of for a only four banger a, yeah for less than a three hundred horsepower car and then you've got the six cylinder one they're talking like three point nine seconds Jeez. both electrically <laughs> limited to a top speed of one fifty five that's faster than my goat man that's moving that's not bad at all well the new one's really been fairly quick for what you would think a 335 horsepower car would do so i mean you know i like with all this off the line speed is it really just to try and fight with tesla and some of the the high torque well some of it it's it's all some of it probably is but you know when we were talking about them doing a hellcat and durango and stuff that's not to fight with tesla that's to scare the crap out of your kids No, that's well because you got stuff like that's cars that's been bragging about how your, fast they are for forever. That, that's, that's terrifying your children. That's that's my significant other wouldn't let me have the car I wanted, so I got a sport youth that screams. It's a loud pedal facelift too. Yeah, it absolutely. Just kind of pulls everything back. And well, that, that's when you want to take your brake uh, hard and goes your, right back to place. That's when you do your selfie for uh, social media because it pulls all the wrinkles out of your face. <laughs> take the razor. Take the razor. <laughs> nice. I'm wondering if we could uh, sell all our crap, pool our money, <laughs> and get one, and, and, and get one of these things. The uh, Speedcore has bucks. built a 1,200 horsepower twin turbo Dodge Challenger SRT Demon. Now they did this back for SEMA in 2018. That that was the first of four Demons that all had body panels that were replaced by carbon fiber, but which is really cool because if you go to Speedcore.com, that's with a K, mm-hmm. you can go shopping. Well, and and the, the three panels. subsequent ones weren't the 1,200 horsepower. They were only the 840 horsepower. I know, right? Yes, it's <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of taken a big step down. So the uh, this car that they've got for sale uh, by Texas dealer BJ Motors <laughs> on DuPont Registry, uh, the car weighs 200 pounds less than your run-of-the-mill Demon, but the 6.2-liter V8 still pushes out 840 horsepower. Now, that's on race gas. Jeez Louise. So you got a little higher. Yep. Oh but um, it's only Lord. like a it's only like a measly seven ninety or eight hundred or eight ten or something like that. Without this car that they have listed there has six miles on the odometer. I bet Ooh. that thing launches so hard that the helmet leaves a bruise on your forehead. <laughs> you so know. six miles, so it's only ran a quarter mile uh, twelve times, or because <laughs> yeah. no, that's twelve quarters back, back, down yeah, and back, back. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Your math was solid. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, the Demon is now a, pretty much a full-fledged collector car since Dodge isn't making them anymore. Now, Brett, didn't you get to talk to one of the speaker guys? I did. Uh, Nick Avert, uh, Avgeris, I think his name was, a uh, guy who had the Speedcore 70 Charger oh at uh, uh, Exotics on Broadway in Monterey this year. And that thing was so cool. Oh, man. <laughs> you should have seen it. The fit and finish on that was extraordinary. And the stuff they did with it, you just that he had a throng of people around him i had to fight through just to get pictures and then 
you're trying to take pictures of a car that's got uh-huh. 900 people around it. It's like, would you, would you just, out of the way, out of the way. I want to see it. I want to see it. If you, if you people give me five seconds, I'll shoot 10 shots of the sucker and then everybody can ask all the questions. Anyway, uh, I did manage to get some pictures of the car. I did manage to talk to Nick for a little while. It was so studly. So if you could swing this, honestly, it's probably a decent deal. It's only, only. Just only, only. Only $169,995. Call your mortgage maker. It's, you know, uh, twice the price. Still a great deal. Now, Which, of course, you know, me being catfish, who I yeah. am, I went on to Facebook to do some price comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did find a 1971 Dodge Demon. There you go. And it's orange with a black hood. And he bought, Ooh, some, 340. He bought some gray and black markers <laughs> and a ruler. <laughs> and it's an auto tranny. It's got a 340 automatic that probably kicks out around, you know. Three hundred horsepower. Well, yeah, I'm sure that can be fogged too. Nitrous is easy. Looks and sounds. Oh, yeah, it's uh, got a, a demon carb, wide-end intake, purple cam, whatever the hell that is. I, they probably painted it purple. It's a cam that's purple. Uh, headers, makes it, makes new tires, better. and it's eighteen thousand. So you could buy Ooh. roughly nine of these. Yeah. For for what you get for that, and, and you know, so I'm, do I'm they have volume, nine for sale? Volume do, pricing. Are there nine seventy-one demons for sale? No. Then you really can't buy nine of them, can you? Shut up. You and your <laughs> damn logic. <laughs> How dare you? What a scab picker. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get kicked in shin. Wow. Gee, that, man, did man. you hear that uh, That dream just, scream? Just, just, so, picking, um, just picking. We just got picking. that from yeah. rodentrack.com. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so you can check it out. And you can find all the links and stuff at readthedriven.com. You know, I, I started that. looking around at that thing, and everybody and their mother had an article on that. And oh, yeah. All the information was about the same. But the upside of that is everybody had a little bit different picture there were so i got to see a whole bunch of those looking around at that thing earlier today well, what's wild is looking on the uh the speedcore.com uh, website and seeing let's see the dodge challenger front splitter there's the hood there's the rear bumper you can buy all these pieces the front fenders now you have to call for price but well yeah, yeah they are but if you consider the it, fact it, it is kind of neat i like the idea but if you consider the fact that a demon was a hundred grand out of the box anyway and all the carbon fiber they had to lay to do this. Yeah. That buck 70 is not way out of the realm. Uh, you know, there's not huge margin in this. Well, no. some of them were being sold for over 150 without being carbon fiber. The Damn. demons were. They're still they're still yeah. drawing six-figure numbers at auctions right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, the, you know, Brett's right. That's not really that far out of and if you if you wanted a wise. demon, you haven't been able to find them. That's they're not you know they're still tough to find they're still really expensive that buck 70 if you if you're shopping for one of those might not be that far out of the realm of possibility nope. if you're listening you've got a cool demon send us a picture yeah well yeah. we'd love to see it right at read the uh, we uh we know somebody who's got two what yep two uh, ward's got a pair yeah, of them. i was about to say out in manhattan okay he's got a purple one and a white one and not only that he has dared us to come out and ride in them Oh, shucks. <laughs> but Ward, that, if if you will recall, Ward also has a uh, a Grand Cherokee Hellcat. Yeah. And he's also said we should come right in I guess we're just going to have to see what they all do against yeah, each other. Yeah. And, and, I know, it's, it's, it's a terrible And terrible this is how job. I can verify you might be able to scare the hell out of your kids with it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go, gringo. <laughs> there you go. That's all That's the it. news that's fit to print, kids. We have Mr. Chip Ashby here. He's been chiming in a little bit, but we haven't uh, really gotten into all of the meat of Mr. Ashby and why he's here. He is the uh, Community Programs and Resource Coordinator at the Kansas City Automotive Museum. And he's also a a classic Japanese motorcycle collector. He's a car guy. He likes dogs. He likes beer. He's kind of a neat guy. So far, he's punching all the right holes on the ticket. You well, yeah, and and uh, he's been giving us a little bit of crap so far. He wants a beer. Well, we can work that <laughs> out. I'm not going to say no. I heard beer. We can work, that, heard. Not we can no. work that out. Beer or whiskey? I'm not going to say no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. You, you, you may have stepped into the right household here, dude. <laughs> Welcome to enabler land, population you. So, I, I do have a, a real quick question right here up front. Community programs and resource Resource coordinator. Yeah, what the Community hell is that? Programs. Mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's got to be corporate speak for something. So, um, so we're we're a medium sized museum. So we, you know we all wear different hats. Uh, so the community programs that 
that that's a number of things that I do. I'm in charge of our membership program that we just redid. Um, and I saw that. Overseeing. I thank saw you. that on Facebook. Saw the post. Cool. Yeah, thank you. And we're doing, you know, we're doing special member events. I'm putting together a road rally we're doing this fall here. Oh, cool. Kansas City. Oh, great. Now okay, we're talking. This is the guy to talk to. I knew yeah. there was something more with that community events. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, community programs. So a road rally. Do tell. Do tell. Uh, well, more, more, more. I can't say a whole lot right now. <laughs> Damn but, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it'll be, it's your, it'll be your classic point to point rally you know we're taking your times and you'll get points off for being too quick and too slow and we know a guy who could sweet. do it quickly <laughs> can we do it with demons why are you uh, looking at me like you that? can do it well that that's the beauty that's the beauty of those those style of rallies is you can do it in a what was it a 1600 1200 horsepower demon because you need that or a yep. you know yeah, definitely one of my motorcycles makes nine you might get some points taken off for <laughs> and you can speed. compete with it so it's fine that's cool. nice. i like that and a 400 horse uh, impala now can people come to you is it uh chip ashby is the person we need to talk to if uh, an organization had an idea and they wanted to involve the museum yeah i can't guarantee guarantee anything right, you can't guarantee happen, but, but yeah, you would we, be the person to talk right to. we can get the ball rolling at least because he is the resource coordinator and community program that sounds like an enabler right there boom nailed it all right okay that's what i wanted to know because i just took notes on it very cool i'm going to be referring to good question in the future yeah (laughs) okay well you know let's get to the important stuff first (laughs) why vintage japanese bikes they're cheap <laughs> and scene. Wow! That Welcome works. to my world. Um, oh, I wish I, I wish there no. was a deeper, more meaningful answer for you. No, it's it's because they're cheap. You know, I, I was into drag racing, and I was 22 in 2008, and gas was four dollars a gallon, and my truck oh, yeah, got yeah. 12 miles on a good day. Yeah, I know how that goes. And you know, I was making eight bucks an hour at a record store, so. Yeah. Oh, wow. At a record store. Well, that's that, awesome. So that makes Cheap bikes it is. I have a particular fondness for lots of early to mid eighties Honda stuff. Well, we're you're talking to the right guy. Uh I I love Shadows and uh V sixty five Magnus, V forty five Sabres, uh C B eleven hundreds. I've had a couple of shadows pass uh, around my way. I had my first uh my first street bike was an eighty Six, 84, 86, can't remember now. 84, uh, CX500. Okay. Was the first, and that was that was there in 08, and pulled that one out of the weeds, and had somebody rebuild it for us. Uh, and you currently own, one, uh, amongst all of the bikes in your fleet, you've got an 84 Honda CB125, which is just about as strange a bike as you can find right next to a Honda Ascot. Isn't that basically a mini bike? No, it's a full-on motorcycle. It's just really? smaller. It, Does it have pedals? It's, not, it's funny you guys call it strange because, no, it's not it's, a moped. I have some mopeds. We can talk about some two-strokes if you want. They make a fun noise. Oh, man. <laughs> So the, the, the 125, it's just... I it, mean, they made... So they made literally made 3 million of them. It's what you see all over Southeast Asia and in, in not, Europe and... But not very many made it here and damn few of it made it, made them to... Damn few of them made it to the Midwest. Oh, for sure. I it's have no just, idea how it ended up here. It's super rare here. You don't see them. No. So how'd you find that? A friend of mine had it. Somebody, she is, uh, you know, restores air-cooled Volkswagens and Audis and Porsches here in town Ooh. and somebody paid her off with it and her, her her family off with it back in the you know probably in the 90s for some work they had done and made a trade and then made somehow it, it came to you yeah made a trade and they sat on it and it sat in the back of a storage container until a couple years ago when I picked it up after oh, wow. you know Dude, that's poking cool. her is, for a few years trying to, to find, get her to sell it, it to me is it tough to find parts for no Again, they made three million of them. Really, the hardest part is when you order parts. Is is it you know? Okay, order parts from Japan. Is it going to come here next week or September? Yeah, 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 yeah true. That's a good point. Um, no, I've spent more. The, my biggest cost on on repairing that. So I pulled it out of the weeds and you know had to replace. It sat for twenty years. Only had three thousand miles on it. Wow! But everything. But everything. Yeah, I mean, every, yeah, all the rubber rotted. The plat. It wasn't in sunlight, so the plastic and the metal and the paint, all of that was perfect. Wow! But oh, every sweet. piece. But every piece of rubber dry rotted off. Needed new tires. Uh, you know every. All the, know, all the car boots, yeah, all the consumables needed replaced. All the fork fluid had evaporated or dried out. Well, it's the nature of old bikes. That's what happens. Uh, you grew up around drag stiffs, strips. Tell us about that. Well, I grew up all over the country, and military so, dad or something. No, he was he was just good at what he did, and they rewarded him by moving him around the country. Oh boy! Uh, but I spent a lot of time spectating at drag strips growing up. 
my family's from Indianapolis, so okay. we were car people. You know, grew up hearing about the stories in the five hundred, and dad grew up drag racing. So, like I said, I spent a lot of time uh, spectating. You know, when we lived out east, I went to English Town and got to see the classic NHRA tracks <laughs> there. Cool. You know, uh, like I said, my family's from Indianapolis, so I've seen the Brickyard. We've been to the uh, the NHRA tracks there. Same here in Heartland Park, as well as you know other places I lived where you'd go to the local strips and get the local flair and talk to some of the old school like out east. You'd, you know, talk to some of the old school Long Island drag racers from the early seventies and hear those stories or down south. Wow, and, that's cool. And you are uh, you're finishing up your master's in history at umkc uh what segment of history or what part of history interests you most uh it's funny my my uh specificity my focus is actually in uh antiquity and medieval history really yes uh and then so the car stuff it's it's funny the car stuff about some old iron right yeah you guys are making all the (laughs) that's why i like the old japanese bikes i don't know (laughs) so Let's get to the good stuff, or at least the museum-related stuff. How'd you come to work at the museum? I started as an intern in the spring of 2019 uh, through UMKC, where I was getting my undergrad at the time. Uh, as I was, I also studied uh, film production and studies there, and I was making short films about the rotating exhibits we have every oh, month at cool. the museum. So, yeah, I made one about the Studebaker exhibit we did last year. We did one about classic cool. drag cars so you know i got to talk about rail drags and gassers and all sorts of fun stuff was it black and white yep. eight millimeter yep. with a little red balloon floating <laughs> i mean it be, would be fun to shoot on film if you was had there somebody a clown to... in everyone that was both sad and kind of a i, I have a story about no. that for you later <laughs> later <laughs> later <laughs> um oh so when you were doing the dragster thing, did you feel like you were unnecessarily or, or maybe uh, better equipped than you needed to be to speak about it? Yeah, the research process that for that one was non-existent. <laughs> that, was, that was probably that, <laughs> that one wasn't too hard to put together. Yeah, I know how that goes. Every now and then I get a Corvette story and I'm real happy about it. Uh, so the museum has uh, featured cars or featured exhibits every month. What's going on this month in February in February. So February is Fiero month. Oh boy. Uh, Fiero. Mm. Oh, by fuego. Yeah. By the way, uh, I started watching that Fiero series. Isn't that pretty cool? That that you dug up. How does that kid know to do all that stuff? I know. You know, I, I love to see youth be so dang smart and make me feel so dang stupid. But this kid (laughs) pulled that thing out of dirt and, and, Put it a, back a YouTube series? It's a YouTube yeah. series, and I'll have to find the channel uh, that the. I think it's on our Facebook on. page. I think I put it up there. If you want to, it is on scroll a, a little. It bit. is on the Driven Radio Facebook page. Uh, this kid bought an '84 2M4 out of a field. It was buried in dirt for a hundred bucks. There you go. And he drags the thing back to his house, gets it in his shop, and he restores. Everything, everything on the whole car now he gets it done and the car runs and drives well and everything's been redone on top it still looks like a cosmetic nightmare but the rest <laughs> of the car is really solid he goes through the engine and the transmission suspension and brakes and everything on it and he does all the work himself it's really cool yeah if it's an 84 that would have had what the one four, that would have had the iron duke uh, yeah, straight the, four in uh, it which an 84 got 50 miles to the gallon yeah, but damn, it, but yeah, it, and it needed to because Impressive. it would catch fire and burn up the rest of the gas. Yeah, the, yeah, the oil pan issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were notorious for catching fire. It's, it's GM's little fireball. Oh, Pontiac Fiero. Fire. Fire. That's right, in fuego. Except fuego. Except uh, if if my memory serves, Renault had an import in the eighties called a fuego. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh well. Well, there you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe those caught fire, too. <laughs> Not in sales. So if the Fiero is the car this month, uh, do you have any Fiero history? Can you uh, tell us anything about it? I mean, you're talking about the one that kids were storing in the uh, body panels on there. It's, it's kind of fascinating because they made those things be so modular. If you look, we have one on display now that's a naked version of it. You could just pop all the body panels off. You know, each of them were half dozen bolts or whatever. And it was completely modular, so you know you smack something, someone hits you. Instead of having to go, same way with the roof. What? I mean, the whole thing. Oh yeah, the whole the whole show. All of any of the painted body exterior panels could be removed and. 
And because of that, all of the uh, panel gaps on the car were pretty uniform all the way around. Everything lined yeah. up beautifully, yeah. which is real surprising on a GM product. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Now, aren't keep, you the Corvette keep, enthusiast here? Keep, keep in mind who <laughs> you're talking to, Mr. GM. Yeah. On 70s Corvettes, third-gen Corvettes, if the body panels line up too well, you'll get nicked on NCRS scoring. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Wow. Because that means they know it's been to a body shop and had a lot of work done to make sure that everything lines up right. If the body panel, if the panel gaps are too correct on third-gen Corvettes, you get nicked. You need the perfect imperfection. Yeah. 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 Well, just like the paint on, uh, on the 60, way better than it came from factory i would immediately get nicked on ncrs judging those bastards yeah well <laughs> i made my car better in every way and hey, it I ain't get it ain't scored. the same color anymore either it's supposed to be roman red that looks a lot like tomato yeah. soup mine's more fire engine let's red, go find so. that kid in that video yeah. and we can drag a fiero yeah. out for you too yeah uh, well he did a heck of a job rebuilding <laughs> yeah, that thing and the the other thing is a friend of mine had a fiero when we were in high school so i've spent a lot of time in one uh but they are they are neat cars but yes. what happened was the engineers in the mid 80s uh, or in the early 80s at gm were kind of bored because the bean counters were really running the company oh yeah so they started taking parts from other cars and mucking around with them a fiero frame is a chevy citation frame turned around backwards and for reals yeah for real with a sh- with the chevette front end and a chevette Renault front back end, end yeah but it's a citation back end that they did solid arms <laughs> they did solid arms and mount this for. is this is until 86 oh my God, the 80s, i feel the, dirty just hearing yeah. that it's horrible <laughs> in and 80, awesome in 86 and 87 they can they completely revamped the yeah. suspension but at 84 to 86 the front suspension is off a of chevette the backs of <laughs> wait 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 it gets better it gets better the back suspension <laughs> the back suspension is the front suspension from a citation yep. oh, and they hard mounted God. the tie rods so that it would be stationary oh wow and and oh. that is that is no joke that's hey, engineering engineering at its best the fiero the fiero <laughs> wound up being an amalgam of a bunch of other GM parts. Johnny here's Cash the, here's the, a song about. Do you think that? someone just opened up like a warehouse and said, "What the heck are we doing? All these extra parts. What can we do with this?" And they no. built the car. The guys were bored and they started mucking around. And this is what they built. And the funny thing was, before they came out with the Iron Duke, that four banger, or that two point eight liter six, mm-hmm. they were screwing around with what engine they could put in this thing, and they were putting small block Buicks in it, and the thing would stomp the Corvette. Yeah. And GM said, no, we can't have that. You can't build. A yeah, they, Pontiac kind of yeah. always had their hand tied with the Fiero because every once in a while you'd hear you'd hear a story. Oh, they put the Grand National V6 in it. Yeah. And it stomped a Corvette or it was faster than the Camaro at oh, yeah. know, Willow Springs or whatever. Wow. Like, yeah. Had they yep. had they approached it to be a true mid-engine sports car rather than a little economy commuter car, that thing would have smoked their flagship sports car. But here's what's great about the Fieros that I've noticed from having them in the museum. They are a perfect platform for an engine swap oh yeah and so they have lots of uh the ones i've seen had lots of you know later gen you know the three five uh gmv sixes that went a lot of stuff oh uh, the my favorite is the supercharged three eight that they lift either from mm-hmm. the grand prix gtp yeah. or from the bonneville ssei uh and I, i've i've owned three of those grand prix gtps i'm here to tell you they are sneaky quick and that's in a front drive four wheel uh, four door car i can't imagine what it would be like <laughs> well, and because it's a front wheel drive platform you can just take it yeah. and turn it around backwards yeah which is what somebody did with the i think it's an 88 we have se and they took the running gear out of a volkswagen scirocco with the vr6 oh cool mm-hmm. and threw a big old turbo on that guy because there's a lot of room in that engine oh, yeah. bay when you pull yep. out the yep. trunk and yeah so you have a mid-engine vr6 powered it really does lend itself well to modification and you know other than being the platform that lots and lots of kit car makers oh yeah they had the the 308 clone and the lambo clone well yeah Yeah, not only the 308 clone but uh on the later fieros a gm option was to get one called From the a, factory called a Mera M E R A three oh eight. They made a Ferrari three oh eight clone onto your Fiero from the factory 
came with a factory warranty. And if you come to the museum, you can watch the Mira sales video from 1987. Oh my God, that is so cool. You see, these are the kind of things, this is one of the things I love about the Kansas City Automotive Museum is is some of the the great surprises and the things that you can learn. You you walk around and explore, you see some cool cars, and then you go into your your monthly uh, displays and you go, wait a minute, Uh, like your camper display. And there was one of the campers that had a a matching car from, uh, I think it was a 59 or 60 uh, Chrysler Saratoga wagon. Yes. Just a... Really? I, it was bigger than the camper. And it was just the coolest thing ever. So I, I love going to the museum. What do you got coming up in March? Well, speaking of surprises, here Uh-oh. is the surprise we got today. Yeah, Corey and I are sharing that oh, picture while we're talking to God. you. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, I know. The I know. It's the golf livery version. Ford GT heritage version. Yeah, the slideshow for nice. the radio folk out there is, yes, it is a... And 2024 we, and we GT will have that the picture uh, on readthedriven.com this week um i got to drive one of those critters critters back in las vegas in october and they are extraordinary oh i'm sure oh and i forgot and you can take a picture with it too by the way you can pose next to it and you don't have to give it five dollars so i was listening to some of you guys <laughs> just just don't touch it but don't touch it <laughs> yeah hands off but <laughs> the, there's a story i'll show you when we're off mic um <laughs> <laughs> so there's a body buried there. He touched it. Yeah, game <laughs> over. Now I got to go back to the museum just to see that Ford GT. That thing oh, is yeah. cool. Oh yeah, and with the golf livery, that golf blue and the orange stripes. You know, <laughs> if the coffee and donuts ain't enough to get you in, there you go. Go see that. No, that's enough to get me in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big reason. That's uh, the the cars. I'm a coffee and donut fan. Well, first and third Saturdays of the month. Uh, cars so and coffee cool. at the Every museum. And you get to meet so many cool people oh, and talk to them. Oh, and you've got Absolutely that other do. cool thing coming up. You've got the detailing seminar here at the yes, end of the month. at the end of the month. The detailing, yeah. Come learn how to properly detail your auto. Isn't it just with Q-tips and cuss words? Isn't um, that all there is to... Well, yeah. No, sounds right. like a name for a podcast. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name the, of my group. That's the one that Rhonda's <laughs> going to be hosting. Q-tips and, and cuss, cuss words. words. <laughs> uh, an exponential increase of F-bombs and cleanliness. Yeah, yeah. Well, Absolutely. Right. I, it, it, I there, forgot when we started this, so I was listening to some of you guys' older episodes, and oh, no. I heard oh, you guys... Oh, we're, no. We're, we're all very sorry. I, I apologize for... And I heard you guys nerding out about Kissimmee, and you had the bullet interview... Yes, we did. So I have uh, Sean Kiernan. Some of the, oh, hey, looky there. Oh, all of the material oh, from oh, Kissimmee. Oh, my God. It's the uh, Kissimmee World's Arts. The, it, look at these. This, 20, oh, very slick sure. pages. It's a it's a book, very practically. Cool. Oh, he, he brought us stuff. All the stuff that was being oh, sold. Oh, jeez. There's now more. We, there's more. Now we absolutely have to have you back. This is awesome. Wait, you dog-eared a page. I want to see what that is. Uh, What'd that you was, call me? Whatever's dog-eared is whatever my old man was looking at. So 66 <laughs> Ford Mustang. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be all Mustangs and F-100s. Broncos. Yeah, he wanted to buy the car that you were made in. So. Yeah, we, <laughs> very nice. That's beautiful. We're it's kind of touching. Wow, man, cars. that's cool. Oh, these are so cool. It had its own brochure. This is you, awesome. You guys just keep talking. I'm gonna. Yeah, you got a 1955 F100, don't you? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, my uh, dad and I have a 55 F100 that we share the responsibility well, from the, of okay. from the pictures cool. you sent me it looks like you just use it for great dame transportation <laughs> yeah she doesn't mind right she doesn't mind riding around in there well it's big enough for her oh yeah she just plops right down there and then, <laughs> that's a big dog yeah oh that's, she's a big sweetheart that's it's a ginormous it's 110 dog. pounds of love yeah look do like, you collect those too is that what you ride when your motorcycles aren't yeah, working i was right? gonna say she's ready for a saddle she can, she can fit in the sidecar <laughs> that's a dg 125 yeah, yeah. it is uh, so we've been speaking with the fabulous Mr. Chip Ashby, yeah. who brought us all kinds of cool yeah. stuff. Well done, Mr. Look Chip. You survived. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> wow, man. Hey, this is cool. This is an auction I didn't get to go to. That's a- well, there you go. I love it. How about that? That's uh, the one. Chip is the Community Programs and Resource Coordinator for the Kansas City Automotive Museum. He's a motorcycle fan, a car fan. He's got cool dogs. And, man, he brought us a bunch of cool stuff from Kissimmee. We're going to take forever. We're looking through all this. Uh, this week or this month is Fiero Month at the museum. What's coming up next month? What's March? What's April? Muscle cars in March. Muscle, Muscle cars, cars in March. In March. Yeah, March uh, Muscle Car Month. I cannot wait. <laughs> I wish cool. I knew something. And these are, and we're doing, we're doing proper muscle cars. So these aren't pony cars. These are, you know, the two door version of the family sedan with a big block in it. Or, <laughs> you know. We're gonna have a booth at the Casey Auto Show here on March fourth through the seventh, and we are gonna have a '62 Ferrari GTE feature or GTO featured oh, in that wow. one. 
Okay. That was uh, we had that back in the museum in uh, September when we had exotics and supercar month. Super sweet. Wow. Mm. Is there going to be a line cool. to get a sit in it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you gotta work all the pedals and take that shifter and move it back. Take a picture, five dollars a piece. I did. Yeah. I did get to drive that one once. And that oh, was, seriously? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, it's Indeed. the only V twelve I've ever driven. In. This isn't the race ready GTO. This is the um, cruising variant of it. So well, sometimes even, you see it called a GTE. The the stamping on it says GTO. Well, even even a Lusa was a still. So it's car. the Grand Tour. Excuse me, that's what I was looking for. It's the GT version of it. Oh, yeah, uh, but still, there's a lot of people that don't even get to I, see I, I, one of those cars. Let alone get to drive it or ride it. Yeah, I, that was, I, that was definitely. Yeah. I'm amazing. Moment. So muscle cars. And then muscle cars, and then we're having a booth at the auto show there at Bartle, March fourth through the seventh. Well, cool. we'll we'll, uh, we'll have to come by and harass you about that, Chip. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, sure. Thank really you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, you'll be able to find all of Chip's uh, social media and all of the museum's social media links on readthedriven.com. And coming up, we've got Larry Way. He'll be here to talk about talk to us about the uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts 60th Annual World of Wheels going on at Bartle 60 Hall. 60 years, man. 60 years they've been doing this. And Larry is a really cool guy himself. There's a couple surprises in that guy's background. And that's all coming up next. Next here on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, our second guest this evening is Larry Way. Larry is an International Car Show Association judging supervisor. He's been judging shows throughout Canada and the U.S. for 35 years. He's in the Get this. This guy is in the Canadian Street Rod Association's Hall of Fame. Nice. I think Super he, cool. I think he may be too classy for this show. Wow. Uh, he's also the public relations. I know, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Larry, Wait, was that a compliment? <laughs> kind of left-handed. Larry's also the public relations director for the cha- for championship auto shows, and they promote indoor car shows across the U.S. in Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Chicago, Salt Lake City, Dallas, Houston. Nice. And yes. in the lovely metropolis yes. that is Kansas. Kansas City. Uh, this weekend, Larry's focus will be on the World of Wheels show at Bartle Hall. Larry, welcome to Driven Radio. Yay! Welcome, welcome, Glad. Thanks for having me. This is fantastic. Wow, man, what a what a pedigree there. That's quite the CV. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your automotive background? How'd you manage to do all this cool stuff? Well, when I was um, when I was a little kid, uh, there was a Volkswagen dealership across the street, so I started hanging out there and. Um, and teen, the teenagers uh, would work at night. They they pump. They had gas like those. I don't know, maybe eight o'clock at night. So we'd go over, and they'd let us pump gas, and uh, they'd let us clean the shop, and they'd give us a coke or something, you know. And that's a long, long time ago. So when we got when we got older, older meaning like sixteen, seventeen, we wanted to be like those guys. We wanted to have a cool car. So that's how there was five of us, and that's what we did. Well, then the other guys. Um, got married and you know bought station wagons and sensible cars and had families and so on and I just continued doing car things and it's just um, that's what I do full time now I, I I did work for the government I took a lot of t- the Canadian government I took a lot of time off I uh, took leave without pay so I still got paid every two weeks and I took a reduced salary and and worked full time on car shows so I've been very very fortunate I've had a great career. And I continue to do it. And this is one of our best shows. I mean, this is one of our, uh, we have three large shows. And this is one of the three largest shows we have. Oh, cool. Um, we're, really, we're really glad to be back here. I mean, Bartle Hall is a huge facility. Yes, it's it is. enormous. Jam last thing. There's going to be 800 cars there. 800 oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah and amen. That's that's a lot of steel. So that's a lot of that's a lot of vehicles coming in and out. <laughs> yeah, it, it sure it is. Absolutely is. Um, you've got a pretty good collection your, of your own. Uh, can you tell us what all you've got in your garage? Well, I am. Um, I'm very very fortunate. I have a. I have a. Pretty big house, and I have a twenty-one hundred square foot garage attached to my house. So I have, oh, I, I have eleven cars in my house. garage. Super and cool. I mean, of course, the envy of all my friends. Um, I, have, I have a forty Chevy Coupe that I've had for forty-three years. I've driven it all over 
U.S. and Canada. I've got a 28 Ford Roadster traditional rod and red oxide primer. It's a flathead, it's flathead powered. I have a 29 Ford pickup built in a musical theme. The dash is autographed by, uh, like the original members of the band, the Association, Paul Revere and the Raiders, uh, Mitch Ryder from Mitch Ryder and Detroit Wheels, Peter Rivera, the lead singer of Rare Earth. I've worked with all these guys. So How did you get that into? By this. How'd you get that to the front of the and stage then, for them to sign that? <laughs> I just take that. Well, I've worked with them at car shows. I just take the dash. Oh, I mean, oh, okay, yeah. I just take the dash like, with me. Damn, how did you get that inside the auditorium? You know how many seats you had to buy to take that thing? You Canadians are ingenious. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, it's just got a microphone shifter. And this is right now, you, you, of course, everybody knows who the band The Who is. Oh, yeah. The gas pedal in who? my car comes from a drunk kick pedal that Keith Moon used. Oh, oh, that's a gas dude. <laughs> that, that car is just really a, 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 that's a rolling story. The whole truck yes. is yeah, the whole, the whole truck is really cool. I've got a '53 Hudson Hornet, like Doc Hudson from oh, the movie Cars. Oh. I have a '67 Malibu. I have a 1960 Volkswagen Beetle. Originally came from California with a Judson supercharger. Now, very few people know that Judson made superchargers for Volkswagen in the late '50s and '60s. Now, that option was about half as much as another car, so it was very rare. Now, th- those cars were 36 horsepower from the factory. <laughs> they stay with the with the um, with the supercharger goes to 50. Horsepower. I mean, you can skateboard faster, right? But but it's a cool off. I have a 67 Malibu, and I have a 1971 Ford Maverick four-door for the top is chopped four inches. The front back <laughs> windows are laid down. The AMC pillars are wide, and it's got a Mustang GT running gear. It's black. It's on the ground. It's super fast with an overdrive transmission. When it was done, it was in six magazines. It's very, very cool. Who chops a 71 a, Maverick four-door? A, four, a chopped four-door Maverick. And people say, how goofy is that? But when you see it, they say it's, it's, it's pretty neat. It's funny. Well, I met, uh, you know, who Aaron Kaufman is. Aaron Kaufman was on Monkey Garage and... Um, and he has his own show, Shifting Gears. And stuff. Yeah. He's very well known in the automotive world. So when I first met Aaron, we talked, and he, and he, he's, he, he's a fantastic builder. And he built these frames, stainless steel frames, and he's got a really cool frame machine. And he was putting a Datsun 510 body on the state-of-the-art <laughs> frame. And I thought, well, that's pretty odd. But he says, you know what? The next, the next time somebody says, that's a pretty goofy idea about putting that, he's going to say, he says, I said... I met a guy that's got a chopped four-door Maverick, so don't laugh at me. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, and then I have a you know I have a Miata and a and a PT Cruiser and a winter car. So um, I'm very very fortunate. I have uh, seven, and I also have seven motorcycles, two scooters, and a moped. But the 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 bikes are all the like uh, I have a Honda 50, and the the most is 70 cc. So they're they're small motorcycles. I heard moped. Go yeah, on. And, and suddenly Chip Ashby chimes in, Mister Motorcycle. It's a chopped moped though. <laughs> it's a chopped moped. <laughs> I got a four door. I've got some chopped mopeds I can show you. Take an old Honda Hobbit, and you can hack yeah. those things up and go everywhere. <laughs> Did you say Honda Hobbit? Well, got, that is correct. I got to tell you what. We've got a fantastic show coming up this weekend. We and we. Just we just landed this. We and they're here. We have a, a, Ford, a GT40 and and a Ferrari that were actually used in the movie Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, we cool! Put that deal together. Yeah, we put that deal together three weeks ago, and this is the first time here in Kansas City. It's the first time those two vehicles have ever appeared together. We're very pleased to have that. Um, and we, of course, we've got. Um, you know, we've got all kinds of cool things at the show, as we always do. We have a lot of low riders and a little bit of everything. We have um, Jack Walker, who's from this area, has got uh, you know, custom cars. He's been doing this for many, many years. And, of course, we have our celebrities. We have um, Friday night, we have Aaron Kaufman. Uh, uh, he's um, And Saturday night, we have... Jamal, Jamal Charles, uh, Spider-Man on Sunday, and Mike Finnegan from Roadkill. And, oh, cool, um, dude. Yeah. Cars on Sunday. So. Very, very cool. So we got, so, so we got a really good so we got a really good celebrity lineup and lots of cars, and I think it's going to be a great show for us. It's, it's clear you know what it, you're doing when it comes to the car show stuff, obviously, with the lineup you've put together. But how did you wind up in the Canadian Street Rod Association Hall of Fame? Well, I um, the Canadian Street Route Association, the National Street Route Association here in the United States has been around a long time. So they started one in Canada. Now, NSRA here in the U.S. 
is a business and, and they paid full-time employees. And the, the Canadian Street Association was all volunteer. So I sat on the national board, I sat on the provincial board, and I, um, at one time, and, and I was an advisor to the national board. So then that, when, when the association was 25 years old, they, they asked the membership to vote on the top, the first 25 people, couples, sponsors, whoever, um, should be voted in to the Canadian Street Red Association Hall of Fame. And that was in the, the mid-90s. And um, well, we had, a, had this... Uh, for 23 years, I wrote a monthly column for the Canadian. They, they had a magazine, and I wrote, it was an editorial, an opinion. I wrote for them for 23 years. Good so, grief. Um, I was well-known in the association, so um, when they voted, I, I got voted in as one of the first 25. So uh, that was, it was a pretty big honor. Um, now, about 12 years ago, the Canadian Spirit Association got involved with a uh, dishonest promoter, and ended up losing all the money they had. So, oh no! Uh, it, yeah, it folded. Just this guy took everything. He lost everything. So it was just they, they, it's a, a bad decision they had made. Uh, they st- but they still continue. They still have the Hall of Fame. They still put people in every year and so on. So they, they've kept that going. But the, the association itself had to fold because of someone else's. Well, thievery, I guess you would say. It's it, bad. You, you certainly have uh, have the car guy chops uh, <laughs> you think yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean i, I lived my whole life and i lived my whole life in in the um in the automotive world hey i was going to give it to you for the chop 71 maverick <laughs> <laughs> you know i gotta tell you when we went to get the maverick um i bought on louisville kentucky when i saw that I, I used to co-manage a show in louisville kentucky the indoor show with carl casper very famous car builder and um and I saw this car, and I said, wow, that's a goofy car. It looks like a clown car, because it was kind of a tan color and stuff. And they said, well, that belongs to Pat Keating. And, and, and I judged with Pat for many years. So he kept saying he wanted to sell me this car. And I said, no, I don't want to buy it. And then one year, he said, tell you what, I'll give you free delivery to Detroit. So I said, okay. So I so we made the deal. He brought it from Louisville, Kentucky to Detroit. I went, we went across the bridge. There's two ways to get from Canada to, to Michigan. Uh, at, at Detroit, you're going to take the bridge or the tunnel. So, so we pull up the U.S. Customs and where the bridge is, and we can see the car. We can see it on the other side. So, the, the US, and my buddy was driving. So the U.S. Customs agent said, "What's your purpose for going to the enter the United States?" And my friend says, "Well, my friend here just bought a, a car." He says, "What kind of a car?" He says, "A Ford Maverick." And the customs, the U.S. Customs agent, stuck his head in the car and says, "You bought a Maverick?" <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so we drive over, we load the car in the trailer, we get back to Canadian Customs. They said, "How long were you in the U.S.?" We said, "12 minutes." They said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Come over there. So, so went over and paid the duty and brought it home, and then. Um, it was a tan color with the original six cylinder because it was a grandfather's car. A car like that is very hard to chop because it's so round. It's, you know, like it's thirty-two Ford is, is a fairly easy car to chop because it's square. You know, you you, you you mark it out, you cut it, then you you weld it back together. I mean, there's a lot more involved, but cars that are round, you know, like a rounded guy, are very 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 difficult to chop. So anyway, we. Um, Brought it home, and friends of mine said, oh, you need to paint this thing black. So we did. We had stripped, cut it, stripped, and painted it black. And then they said, oh, you got to put a V8 in it. And then these other two people, two guys said, listen, why don't we put a car, let's put a, a Mustang GT in here with a computer and fuel injection and so on. <laughs> it won't cost that much. Jeez. Well, it won't yeah, cost it was that double. much. Famous it was last double, you know, once we got into it. But, wow. but it turned out to be a super cool car. So it, <laughs> it, it drives as fast at low speed, fast at high speed, and... It's a, it's a fun car to drive. I still want to send you my mom's Taurus. <laughs> I don't know what I'd get back, but I would like it so much better. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. So at World of Wheels, okay, uh, all these incredible cars from Mavericks to uh, all these other ones, are, are any cars for sale there? Uh, and I asked that on a very personal, it's all about me level because I'm out hunting. No. I know, right? Imagine that. <laughs> 
Larry, thank you so much for being with us. The uh, uh, 60th annual O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels is going on this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Bartle Hall. And by the time you hear this, it's probably in in full swing. It absolutely is, since we will post this probably on Friday. Probably. Uh, go down there. Admission for adults is, is it 19 Was it $19, I think? I was encouraged people to go to the their local O'Reilly Auto Parts store for discount tickets. Hey, all there the you go. All the O'Reilly stores have discount tickets. And, and ki- kids are free because all you got to do is stuff them in a backpack, tell them to shut up. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> it's really an amazing if show. If you don't get arrested for child abuse, you're, you're off to fine. Then you're in. <laughs> and, and we'll have all the links for the uh, for the show up on readthedriven.com. Larry, thank you so much for being with us. We really thank appreciate, you guys. appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience. Uh, you can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com, ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook at forward slash Driven Radio Show. Same with Twitter and Instagram. And everywhere fine podcasts are heard. Thank you so much. Yeah, Chip. Mr. Ashby for being with us. Thanks again for and, having uh, me. Filling Pleasure us in here. and all the cool stuff that's going on at the museum and letting us chew your ear about Pontiac's poor little wayward child, the Fiero. <laughs> well, we've got muscle cars in March and Porsches in April, so. We'll switch Ooh. it up soon enough. Oh, boy. That, that's Ooh, that's just too sure. bad. We'll, uh, we'll have yeah. to go check that April out. April is your baby. First and third weekend of the cars month. And coffee. Every month. What Every do you month? mean, April? I got muscle cars, dude. Oh, true. I'm, I'm there April in March. double trouble. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be there for the, for the Porsches. So, thank you so much for being with us. For uh, Mr. Catfish and yep. Craving Cars' own Corey Pratt. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time here on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.